You know what stinks about adulting? Having to feed people. And it turns out that they want to eat every single day. Sometimes multiple times a day. It's hogwash. Do any of you remember being in college and going home for the weekend and being so excited that your parents were going to feed you and do the dishes? Maybe instead of me recording this episode, we should just all move back in with our parents. Is it a plan? Can I get an amen? <laughs> all right. So today's episode is all about meal planning. It is a topic that can truly transform your daily routine, free up all sorts of time. What I want for you is I want you to spend less time planning your meals and more time nourishing connections with your family. So meal planning it is. Let's do this. Do you want to feel less scattered and more focused, but the idea of goal setting sounds like adding more pressure to your already pressure-filled life? If so, welcome to the Plan Goal Plan Podcast. I'm Danielle McGue. I'm a professor, mom, planner addict, and recovering overachiever. After years of hustle and grind, I was tired of trying harder. I was ready to try easier. At the intersection of research, practice, and play, I found a purposeful path to planning and goal setting that is fun, simple, and sustainable. If you're ready to try easier, if you're ready to make memories and do meaningful work, grab a pen. I will equip you with tools and practices to clarify purpose, reclaim time, and achieve goals playfully and lightly. Let's get started. Before I jump into things, I want to say thank you to those of you who attended the Finish Fulfilled workshop last night. It is truly an honor to share space with you. If you've been listening to this podcast and it has inspired you, guided you, or just made you laugh, if you could take a moment and leave me a review or share this podcast with others, it would make me super duper happy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I have this wild, audacious goal of making planning and goal setting fun for 1 million working moms. So help me out, share this podcast with somebody that you think might benefit from it. And if you're just tuning in, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. Okay, eating is amazing. I love to eat. But y'all, meal planning is dumb. Being a working mom is, it's super rewarding. It's wildly challenging. We're wearing multiple hats, juggling countless responsibilities. And sometimes meal planning can feel like just another daunting task. But here's the truth. Meal planning does not need to be a source of stress. It can be done in simple ways so that you can focus your energy on creating moments of connection with your loved ones. Okay, so I'm going to tap into Brene Brown here just a little bit. If you're thinking, Danielle, what in the world does Brene Brown have to do with meal planning? The answer is not much. But what she does have to do with is she talks a lot about vulnerability and the importance of embracing our imperfections. And when it comes to meal planning, when it comes to preparing food for our families, I want you all to give yourself permission to acknowledge that it won't always be perfect and that is perfectly okay. Life is messy, so is meal planning. We may not always have gourmet dinners on the table, but we can have nourishing, heartwarming meals that bring us closer together with our families. So I wanna offer you two ways to super simplify meal planning, but before I do, there are a few things that I want you to think about. And the first thing is, I want you to ask yourself, what is most important about the food in your house? What is most important to you about the food in your house? Do you need meals to be simple and fast? I can tell you that for me, in the season that I'm in right now, this is a huge priority. Do you want to be able to cook together? Do you like to take your time and make it slow? Maybe slow living is a really big priority to you all. 
Do you want super healthy meals or will healthy-ish cut it? Are you in a place where cooking on a budget is a big deal? Y'all, inflation is real. It's kind of bonkers. So I want you to make sure that not only do you know what matters to you, but I want you to have a sense of what matters most to you about your meals. So there might be a lot of things that are important to you, but what is most important, particularly in the season that you're in right now? The second thing that I want you to think about is I want you to know how many meals you actually need in a week. My advice is to only plan for dinner. Decide on two to three things for breakfast, two to three things for lunch, and order the same thing each week. So right now, my family, for breakfast, they have an option of cereal or hard-boiled eggs. My kids eat most of their lunches at school. On the weekends, right now we're picnicking once a weekend, and we're taking just Lunchables, crackers and cheese, and a little bit of turkey. For my own lunches, I tend to either eat leftovers or I have these frozen meals, and they're called like Herculean meals. I think it's from a small company in Indiana. I love them. They're kind of expensive, but they have loads of protein in them. And while they do cost a lot for a frozen meal, they cost me less than going somewhere and buying lunch would cost me. And they're very high quality. They taste so, so good. But so I know what I'm pretty much eating for breakfast and lunch each day. And if I can switch things up for dinner, I still have enough variety that I don't feel bored with my eating. So we usually cook around four dinners a week. We have one night a week where we're eating with my in-laws, one night a week where we're probably eating leftovers, and another night of the week where we're probably ordering out. So know how many meals you're actually needing to plan for. The third thing that I want you to consider, and this is a big one, I want you to stop going to the grocery store. Seriously, I actually don't dislike grocery shopping. In fact, as far as like home tasks go, it's something that I I enjoy. I get really excited about eating. So the idea of walking through a place that's full of food is kind of exciting for me. But y'all, time. If I can save an hour a week and that hour means that I get to exercise or I get to make this podcast or I get to go on a special lunch with my daughter, I'm going to choose those things over grocery shopping. So order online and either pick up or have it delivered. I love having my groceries delivered. To me, it's worth $100 a year that I pay for that. But, you know, if that's not in your budget, order online. Most places have free pickup. So know what's important to you. Know how many meals you actually need and stop going to the grocery store. Seriously. So if you can get on board with those three things, I think that you will already find that knowing what's important to you is going to help you narrow what you're going to spend time on. Knowing how many actual meals you need to plan for might save you time because, for example, with us, we realized that we were actually only making about four meals a week. And so I didn't need to plan for seven. And then if you can stop going to the grocery store, I do think that you will save yourself probably 45 minutes to an hour every single week. And that's huge. But here are my two different approaches to making meal planning super simple. So the first approach is what I call the seasonal Pinterest approach. We tend to eat different things during different seasons, and I think that most people do. And so what this does is this is creating you a meal plan for each season. And once you've done this once, you actually are going to have it to use over and over and over again year after year. So what I like to do is on Pinterest, I create four boards fall, winter, spring, and summer meals. And then I want you to decide how much variety do you need in your diet. 
For us, if we have a three to four week rotation of meals, that's usually enough space between meals that I don't get tired of them. Then you can create a label for each week. So you have fall week one, fall week two, fall week three. And this is going to help you decide how many meals to pin. So for example, we eat four meals a week. I'm going to need 12 to 16 meal options for each season. And then when I do my quarterly review, I can sit down and I can plan out four weeks of fall meals, pin four meals in each week, and I'm good to go. So when it's time to meal plan, I can just pull up. Oh, it's week two of the fall. I'm going to pull that one up. I'm going to look at the different recipes that I have, and I'm going to order the groceries that I need. Then when it's time to cook, I have my computer right next to me or my iPad. I just pull up Pinterest and I follow along that way. If you did this at each of your quarterly reviews for the course of a year, the next year, you wouldn't have to do it. It's ready to roll. You might make a few minor revisions. You might find some recipes that you didn't like. You might add in some recipes that you do like. But for the most part, you're going to have it ready to roll. What I like about this too is you get kind of, you do, for me, because we just have a three to four week rotation of meals, that's enough to give us variety. But it's not so much difference that I never feel like I learn how to cook the meals well and quickly. This is also really adaptable if you have people that have food allergies in your home or if you are working on a budget, what you pin can be related to some of the things that you marked as being important to you. The second super simple approach to meal planning is kind of cheating, okay? It's this, do a meal delivery system. We've been using Hungry Root for a year and a half and I love it. I tell them to ship me four meals a week. They're healthy, they cook quickly, and I can edit it if I want, but I usually don't. I'm usually just fine with what they send me. We have healthy, easy meals, and I spend almost no time thinking about it. This is a more expensive option, and I do still have to order the essentials from the grocery store. So each week I do order bread, milk, things like that. I also order our breakfasts, our lunches, and our snacks, but that doesn't take me very much time because I'm ordering the same thing over and over again. So I can create a grocery list and I order through Instacart, I can just pull that up and make a few minor tweaks to it each week. It takes me less than 15 minutes. It's pretty amazing. When you start out with a meal delivery system, it can take you a little bit of time to figure out how to cook and how to cook them quickly. But once you've done it for a while, you do hit a rhythm. And I don't think I spend more than 30 minutes preparing any of our meals. So to recap, Know what is important to you about how you eat in your family. Know how many meals you actually need to plan for and stop going to the grocery store. Then use either the seasonal Pinterest method or invest in a meal delivery system. I wish for you, I hope for you, nourishing heartwarming meals with your family, meals that bring you closer together. As I wrap up this episode, I encourage you to take a deep breath, give yourself grace, And remember that you're doing an incredible job working mom. You've got this. If this podcast has inspired you, guided you, or just made you laugh, the number one way that you can thank me is by leaving a written review for the show over on Apple Podcast. I'm seriously tickled every time that I hear from you all. So pop onto Instagram and follow Plan Go Plan and digital message me. I want to say hello. I want to geek out about all things planning and goal setting. Keep sensing the possibilities, y'all.